Welcome to the Unrelenting Pressure Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Hunter. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Unrelenting Pressure. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about perspective versus mindset, the similarities, the differences, which one is more powerful. Let's jump right into it. Perfect. Ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, what do you think is more powerful, perspective or mindset? I think it's mindset because I think you can leverage mindset to multiple different perspectives. So say, I mean, just going like a real basic pers- breakdown of what different perspectives could be, right? You can call it positive or negative, just in, in, in a really basic sense. Say you think that the world is a horrible place. Everybody's out to get you. There's no positive aspects of it. If you have the mindset of, okay, I can use that to my advantage or I'm going to grow, use a growth mindset, right? Focus on growth mindset. You can put yourself in a position where you can take advantage of that, right? Whereas if there's a super positive, you have a super positive perspective out in the world, right? Everybody's always trying to help me. The government's great. Policies are fantastic. They've got all these systems. There's no institutional blah, blah, blah. But your mindset is a fixed where I'm always going to be what I am. I can't improve myself. I can't grow my mindset at all. Then you're not going to be able to benefit from that exterior help that you think is there. Yeah, I think it's a it's interesting because they're, they're similar in a lot of ways. But yeah, I definitely. feel like it's like perspective is the self story that you tell yourself. So if you tell yourself a different story, it can lead you to places that you, you either couldn't see or couldn't have gone before. And it's very interesting because at least my take on mindset is like, you know, you could have the best mindset in the world where it's like, I'm going to do this thing. Like I'm never going to give up. I'm never going to quit. But Mm -hmm. if you have like a pessimistic perspective on the world, it's not going to help you too much. But if you change your perspective, I think it opens you up to have the ability to do things and see things differently. It's well, interesting. I don't know. I'm struggling with that. So let, let's define perspective. That's probably a better way I'm, to do it. I'm struggling with how we're both seeing perspective. So what Hey, Cody, th- can you Google mindset? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go into Webster's Dictionary. Yeah, that works. Yeah, I forgot we have technology. Yeah, we can do things with the internet. The internet. Oh, hold on a second. Google wants me to uh, practice machine learning for it. Ugh. Ask ChatGBT. I'm sure they have a good ChatGBT. So that'd be funny, actually. You should ask them what they think. Ouch. That was we loud. could. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I have this weird thing where uh, when I'm thinking or hesitating for a second, I do this. Yeah, pop with my lips. Nah. Ouch. Yeah, it's funny because <laughs> when I'm like doing the YouTube videos, yeah. and I mess up, I'll be like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Should make them uh, AM, a- ASMR videos instead. <laughs> wait, wait. Someone the guys who love like bubble pop would be like, "Oh my god, this is fantastic!" I forget what it was. I was a uh, I, I made a video and someone commented commented on my Instagram. They were like, "You have the most soothing voice in the world." Oh shit! And I'm like, "Thanks, bro." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "What do you want me to say to that?" Like, I mean, oh. I was hoping that you would take more away from the content yeah. than the sound of my voice. But hey, hey listen, I got know, a good voice. Find your niche, cool. man. Right? There's that lady who. Uh, just eats things with a microphone. You ever seen her? Eats things? I actually really like a- ASMR. Now, are you into that? ASMR. Into like, it, yeah, it gives you those brain tingles. Yeah. Oh, my God. so fucking good. Brain tingles? You mean, you know? Brain orgasm? Yeah. You, you, do you feel the brain tingles in your nuts? No, I feel it on the back of my head. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, it feels like my head's going to pop out of my skull. Wow. Really good feeling. That's intense. Yeah, love it. But anyway, let's get back on topic. Yeah. I'll be the moderator. Okay. And sure. the speaker. Yeah, real man. Okay. So, mindset. Uh, the established set of attitudes held by someone. And then okay. here, hold on, let me get perspective. So perspective is, no, a particular, hmm, this did is you interesting. Write, did you write prescription instead? No, no, no. See, well, I, the pop again. Yeah, I know, yeah. I can't help it. You'll blow some eardrums <laughs> out. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> You're popping too much. Mm-hmm. What Alexa says. Mm, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what am I popping? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a lot of things. Huh? Yeah. 
Anyway, no, the first thing in perspective is the art of drawing solid objects in a two-dimensional surface. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that's not. But then on, Art is the it, first one that comes up. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. So then the second one is a particular attitude toward or way of regarding something, a point of view. Okay. Right? So mindset is the established set of attitudes held by someone. And then the second one is a particular attitude toward or way of regarding something. So one is established and one is taking a different view or having a view and being able to change your view. So your mindset is established and perspective is the view you take on things? Yeah. Mindset I would take as an established attitude. Hmm. And perspective is a particular yeah. attitude. I was thinking it more like internally and externally. Like mindset seems internal to me and then perspective seems external to me. Interesting. So like mindset is like how you see yourself and how you react in, in how you react to things and, you know, like when we, like in the book mindset, right? Like are you fixed or growth mindset? Yeah. And it's not about how you see, well, I guess it is a little bit about how you see external things, but it's more so how you process them internally. Here, Whereas like perspective me, seems to me like what is like your perspective on the external world rather than me. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to build off of that a little bit. And I think mindset is just how you are and how you navigate the world. And perspective is your ability to shift how you view things. Mm. And I think having the ability to shift your perspective is more powerful than how you normally go about things. Right. Because I could have. My, internally, just me, like, a, what do I want to say? Like, my base me has a specific mindset, and uh -huh. I have a certain level of drive. But I can use perspective to shift that drive because I can choose to look at things differently that can motivate me more. Mm. Or it could go the other way where it could also bring me down. But I think it's a very good tool to have because you can look at the same thing through many different perspectives, and each one you can use differently and you can leverage them differently. And I think that that is super powerful, right? So for example, right? Like I'm just super hardworking. Mm -hmm. uh, some people call me a maniac, I guess, especially uh, when I'm in, when I'm in the gym, I, but uh, you know, like I'm always going to work hard. Right. But it's like, I, there could be two perspectives to that. Right. Where it's just like, uh, I feel like I'm fat and lazy. And my perspective is, is, is that, yeah. And, maybe that could catch up to me, but then I could shift my perspective to uh, kind of like a growth mindset where I'm not there yet. Mm. And if I keep working, I can keep pushing and working harder where the other one, you could kind of like fall a little bit, right? Because if you feel like you're doing it for a specific reason, it could catch up to you mm. depending on what that reason is. I'm trying to think it of just don't seem that different to me. Yeah, I was. You know what I, I mean? Trying to, let me. I'm trying to think of where I got the inspiration from because I remember listening to Gary V. Yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk, and he had a he had something he said on there that just really hit home with me, and I was just like, "That's super interesting." It wasn't about Pokemon cards. Could have been about. Yeah, could have been. He, he's he's hype on the Pokemon cards. He likes garage sailing. It's interesting how that like him, uh, Patrick Bet David, which I don't believe is a real name it sounds like made up right like could be like his dad is david and he bet patrick that he wouldn't name his son patrick bet david that could be the case but anyway regardless of that all of them are like super into like the card industry like baseball cards sports cards oh really yeah like yeah. as like an investing thing i was just watching patrick bet david talk to joe rogan well because uh, it's finite ago. you can't inflate it yeah, but it's you interesting that they're all anymore. about cards. You know what I mean? Like, there's other things that are finite, you know, other investment vehicles and stuff like that. I think that's why a lot of them are really big into, like, Bitcoin, because Bitcoin's finite. Yeah, talking right? about Bitcoin, man, that's up to 30K again. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, was, I think it was down to 18, and I was like, should I Yeah, dude, I should have. It was yeah. 16 yeah. at one point, too. Yep. No, I, uh, I got blown up because everybody's uh, going off of the the dollar as the reserve currency in the world. Yeah, did you see Lebanon? No, I didn't know Lebanon did. Lebanon just switched well, that sucks. They're one cash. of our big ones there. They completely like dissolved their banking system. What? Yeah. I brushed over it real quick. Wow. 
don't take my word for any of what I just said. Who's cash? I don't know. Is there like I don't a, know. There's a, is there like a Lebanese dollar? Fake news. <laughs> if their if their currency is a Lebanese dollar, it sounds delicious. I love Lebanese food. Lebanese food's the best. Yeah. Aren't they like the most beautiful, like Middle Eastern country? I'd say too. I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen an unattractive Lebanese woman. Is that really? Yeah, I haven't seen that many. So. <laughs> I was gonna Google it, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm worried of what's gonna pop up. You're doing my work laptop. <laughs> but your uh, your like job's gonna get a ping. <laughs> like, oh, let me look at Hunter's. Yeah. Uh, let me look at Hunter's uh, search registry. Yeah. She's like, what? <laughs> Lebanese women. I was looking for a supplier. <laughs> I'm looking where to get a good wife. Uh, <laughs> I needed. I needed some. Some dates and spices. <laughs> Andrew Zoltz had a funny joke about this the other day. He was talking about um, Egypt. And he's like, so you're telling me 4,000 years ago, you guys made the coolest shit that's ever been made and ever since, too. And then for 4,000 years, you made nothing? <laughs> you made jack shit? I mean, the best thing you made over that time is, is some cotton, some sheets? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's true, right? They haven't made anything of that magnitude or even close nope. for 4,000 years. I mean, that is a pretty good point, but how do you follow up the pyramids? I don't know, man. <laughs> Big builder, bigger pyramids or something. I mean, that would certainly fit in right? with the American culture. Yeah, just make them bigger. If this was Texas, it'd be an endless. Bigger is better. I feel like they had slaves that whole time, too. You know, like, not the whole time, but like, you know, you could say 4,000 years ago they had slave labor and they could build these types of things. But it's not like they abolished slavery there, like, after, you know, 3,999 or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. So, I wonder. I wonder if it maybe matches up with the the Roman Empire taking them over or stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. Let's, let's not delve into the history realm, eh? I don't know. I like history. I mean, me too. But. What was Mark Antony's perspective? And mindset. I don't know. Mark Anthony? Uh, he was like, um, he's banging Cleopatra. Oh. So Mark Anthony was like the um, Roman ruler. Got it. Of okay. Egypt. Gotcha. So he was like part of like kind of like the whole fall. And I was going like to say, that. I know Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, yeah. Aristotle. I know most of the Greek and or Roman philosophers. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, not really a philosopher. He's, he's just, he was just a guy. He's more like a military... Um, military guy banging politi- Cleopatra? Politician. Yeah, basically. Okay, got it. So it was like the whole like deal, like why Cleopatra was so regarded as like, you know, beautiful and, you know, feminine wiles and stuff like that was that she kind of like seduced Mark Antony and then they seceded essentially from the rest of the Roman Empire. But what they did was they just stopped shipping their wheat supply. So like Egypt was like the wheat basket for the Roman Empire. So it, feed, it fed the Roman Empire, which helped its supply chain and then allowed allowed them to conquer the rest of the world, right? But they were like, hey, we're going to stop sending you wheat. They said it was like plagues and, you know, they don't have any supply. And then that eventually influenced them to like in, influence the rest of the Roman Empire to reinvade essentially. So it was like a secession and civil war type of stuff. Interesting. Which started like the downfall. Did you read a book on this? Just watch. Just watch the. Oh, I don't know how channel. to read. You don't know how to read? I don't know how, you know to, how to read. read. I don't read so good. I call it BS on that. Yeah. Oh, how was that book that you just read? I'm not done with it yet, but uh, Never Split the Difference? Yeah. That one? It's good. It's expensive on Amazon right now. Is it? How much is it? I think it's like 30 or 40 bucks. Wow. Hold on. Let me. You should never split the difference with Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> You should just email Bezos and go, I'll give you a tree fitty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Actually, this is pretty good. It's probably like 25, 26 yeah, bucks. Yeah, 20 bucks. Yeah. 20 bucks. Just got to tell myself, stop being such a cheap little bitch. Yeah, bitch. Just buy the book. That's good. No, well, what I'll did I buy? i it to you when I'm done. No, I just bought a... Because a lot of the books I was reading, like I told you, I read like six or seven different books at the same time, right? Yeah. And if I'm not interested in it, I kind of just put it down. And sure. I'll pick something else up. So I bought a book by, and I was telling you about it. It's called uh, by Seth Godin, who's fantastic. Seth Godin. He has a really okay. 
magical way with words. Okay. And it's just very easy, very fun to read. But I read his one book called The Practice, which is really good. And it was like perfect because it was just what I needed at just the right time. Mm-hmm. Basically telling you that like everyone's creative and everyone feels like their work's not good enough, but your work's good enough. Just publish your work. Mm. Right? Like don't yeah. be, you, you get better over time as you do it. Yeah, right. So like don't be scared. Just push the work out. I like that. It's great and like content. you'll get better over time. Yeah. Right? And don't be worried about what other people say. Like if you're doing it to try to help other people, then like your work is good enough sure. because something you say could change the life of somebody else and help them yeah. dramatically. And I was just like, that's really good. I like that. I do like that. So, got, I feel like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I bought another book by him, which yeah. is a marketing book. It's called This Is Marketing. Mm. And it's just a fantastic book, basically saying that like you have a story that you need to tell that can help somebody. Like get your story out. Mm. Like don't make it garbage, right? Like take your time. You're a professional. Craft your work. Mm-hmm. Make it good. And it's like it's okay if it's not good enough now. Dedicate yourself to getting better as you work on it, mm-hmm. and like refine your craft. I'm like that's amazing. This is like just what I need right now. Yeah. So yeah, he's a really good author. His just, it's very fun to read, very fluid, and it like. Honestly, he's really good at telling a story that makes you connect with him. Yeah. Right? Because he makes it sound like you can do... It's like very motivational. Like, you can do this. Yeah. You know? Like, you can do this. Believe in yourself. Like, just put the work out. Yeah. Right? And if you... Like, don't skimp out. Don't do it for selfish reasons. Right? Like, if you're truly, truly trying to help people and change people, like, keep doing the work. And over time, like things aren't built in a day. Right. Right? But if you put out good work for three, five, ten years, like, the results will come. You have to be patient and keep investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel that lines up very well with how you've been going at it for the past, you know, eight months, a year or so, mm-hmm. right? With putting out the social media stuff and doing your blog and all that, right? You're just, you just, you, you, like you said, you're not just putting out crap, but um, trying not to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it probably is. But well, I told you, I don't know how to read, so I don't, <laughs> I don't really, I can't give you honest feedback. But, but yeah, just putting it out there and getting the volume. That's good. Yeah. Well, well, what was his name again? Seth Godin. Seth Godin. Yeah, G O D I N. Fantastic. I That's highly recommend it. He's uh, a good uh, book titles. Yeah. Practice. For, for anyone listening, Tim Ferriss podcast with Seth Seth Godin. I think he just put oh, out yeah. a podcast maybe within the past like three or four months. Mm. <sighs> Fantastic podcast. It's the bee's knees. That's cool. I think I listened to it like three or four times. Yeah. Wow. Just so many good nuggets of information in yeah. there. Yeah. Good stuff. But yeah, Seth Godin. Uh, I really taking a lot and also really funny a little bit nitpicky but i like how his book is structured in what way it's a small book oh and there's not that many words on each page so you like read through and flip the pages so fast mm. it fe- makes it feel like you're like flying through that the book. is motivating it is the, the, the pa- he does the it intentionally is total motivation and then my favorite sure. part too is because like whatever i was reading uh oh thinking fast and slow by mm. daniel kahneman and it's a beast of a book. It's like 500 pages. Oh. Really good. Yeah. It's a lot of like dense with information, sure. but really small print. A lot of words on one page. A lot of words on one page. Yeah. Like Seth Godin's book is like not super big, but like nice big print. Like you can easily read it. You sure. don't need to have it like in your face and you can just plow through that book and it feels like you're just flying through it. Yeah. Just, it really, really weird psychological thing, but it feels good to read his yeah. book. Yeah. Satis- <laughs> it's satisfying. It right? is. Yeah. No, it really is. I think it makes a difference, especially. You know, I've told you plenty of times, like, I hate reading, yeah. right? And finding these little things that I really enjoy about reading make it that much better and make me want to actually sit down and read the book. Yeah. And being able to fly through the pages like that, that's why I loved Atomic Habits. Right. Because each chapter was 10 pages. Yeah, and it's a different so, concept each time, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. that, too. But also, nice big font, right? Sure. It was big Really font. easy mm-hmm. to read. Right. And, bro, you could just plow through that thing, and it felt yeah. like... It felt like every time you turned a ba- turned a page, you were like gaining momentum, sure. and you just like kept churning through it. Yeah, right. it's good. I, book psychology. I've heard other people <laughs> say it too. They're like, uh, you can really, you really excel when you make effort feel good. When you find a way to make effort Trust feel good, the process, and like that's, I think that's a good example of that, right? Like, mm-hmm. if if it's the turning of a page that feels good, can you boost how many pages you turn? So now you have more feel good about that. You're getting more of those, like, I guess, like, dopamine spikes, right, just when you're doing it. It's hard picking up on it, though. But if you can, like, tune in to Ooh. what you enjoy about the process. That's true, yeah. It just makes it so much more enjoyable. Yeah. But, well, two things with that. Like, number one, 
you just got to get started. Right. Because you're never going to figure out what you actually like about it if you never get started. Mm-hmm. And then number two, you need to be self-aware enough to figure out, like, what is it specifically that you like about doing this thing? And mm-hmm. then trying to leverage yourself to enjoy doing those things. Right? Yeah. It's kind of hard to do. Well, it's reflection, right? So it's probably not that I do it much, but me- like meditation, right? Mm-hmm. Or just self-thinking, right? Yeah. Taking some 10, 15 minutes and just think about some things, whatever it is. What right? you liked about it or what, what you, you didn't like about it. Just actively yeah, thinking, Yeah, I mean, right? that's the societal problem. Most yeah, people, nobody thinks. Most people don't lick, look internally yeah. and figure out like what they're feeling and what they like or what they didn't. No one even knows what their thoughts are. No. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Which is insane. I don't understand how you navigate this world it's, without understanding like something happened and you're angry. Why are you angry? Right. You should be able to know why you're angry and why that pissed you off. And is if it? you don't know why you're angry at something stupid, you should really reflect on yourself. Yeah. It's so weird that and it's it's really easy to do to mm-hmm. just get onto a different just get distracted, I guess, and just never think about something. Right? Like, you know, Something happens or something like that. Instead of thinking about it, you just cope by looking at your phone, right? Or just I mean, that is just a huge letting problem. the day progress in whatever form that looks like. And then by the time, you know, before you know it, you've moved beyond it. You've never thought about a specific thing. It could be a, a minor thing. You've just never thought about it. I think that's a really good Critical point thought is we make these little micro habits that instead of thinking about it, we just go and I think I forget who said it, but there's like a... You don't rise to the level of whatever. You fall to the level of your habits. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And it's just like we have these tiny micro habits that we default to. It's yeah. like our uh, like our base level operating system. Yeah, for right? sure. You don't even realize it. Your body just naturally just automatically goes to it. And I think looking at your phone is one of those. It's 100% one right? of them. Right? Because you get stressed out. Your default mode is, oh, man, let me look at my phone. Yeah, right. Get some dopamine. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh-huh. Go on Instagram. Make me feel good real quick. For sure. Right? But you never actually sit there and process like, wait. Something happened yeah. that bothered me. Why am I bothered? Why does it matter so much? Like, what was it about this situation that is, like, really bothering me? Yeah. Right? If you can take your time and, like, sit there. And I think that's why journaling for me was so great. Was yeah. Because well, you force yourself, right? in a it's, sense, to sit mm-hmm. there and go, all right, I'm angry at this thing. Mm-hmm. Why am I angry? I think I think Huberman talks about it, too. But there's a lot of good research coming out right now that, like, physically writing on paper. And he made this distinction, which mm. I thought was interesting. That is interesting. Physically writing on paper, mm-hmm. not typing, helps you internalize and process your thoughts and feelings and emotions. Better. Yeah. I was just like, wow, that's super yeah. interesting. Like, he's probably, writing specifically. He's probably just sponsored by Big Paper. That's why, <laughs> you know. He's trying he has, to, a, he's, he has a he has a deal with he's uh, got a deal with WB du- Mason. There you go, exactly. <laughs> deal with WB Mason with big, big pens. You know, he's just trying to sell those ball points, baby. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it we, is. We snuffed them out. We're gonna get human for this I'm one. Getting you human. It's not all those. It's not all those supplements that you're branding. It's those pens and papers. Hold on a second. I have to throw allegedly in there. Oh, yeah, allegedly. Allegedly, sorry. You say allegedly, you can get away with anything, so allegedly. I wonder what the legal support is of that, because it really does seem like you could just say, or like the classic jersey thing, right, where it'd be like, you give somebody advice, and you go, what the fuck do I know, right? And then it's like, I'm not responsible at all for whatever your scenario and how it turns out, because I just threw my hands up and said, Eh, what the fuck do I know? Are you washing? I don't know anything. Anyway. I don't know. Yeah, what do I know? I'm an idiot. Well, hold on a second. I mean, <laughs> let's be perfectly honest. Everyone should be sifting through the information that they're given and making their own rational decisions instead of completely believing someone. <laughs> but you know, what do I know? But what do I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. It is true, though. I think we we give people way more initial. I think there's a lot more like initial trust and like less initial skepticism today than maybe previous previously. Because like when I watch somebody on YouTube, right, somebody who's just got good, you know, lighting and good camera and all that kind of stuff, like I'm giving them credibility right off the bat, right, and yet they they are just as in you know uneducated unknowledgeable on this it could be as all that as i am but they just put it together and structured it well and produced it well and all that kind of stuff 
And I think yeah. people have gotten in trouble with that. I know I did with um, like crypto stuff and stuff like that, right? Because like nobody really knows anything about that, right? It's all a lot of speculation. Yeah, no, that, that's a very interesting point that you bring up, right? It's like if you look, if if you're good with a camera, yeah, and you can make yourself look professional, yeah. In today's day and age, like that gives a certain level of confidence that even though you might not know anything about what you're talking about yeah. in that video, you give this perception. It's presentation. You know. Yeah. Right? Which is very interesting. And I've been trying to dive into that myself, right? Like just make my video and audio quality yeah. look really good. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it goes a pretty long way to be perfectly honest Totally, with you. right? It's like trusting, like before YouTube and shit like that, mm -hmm. do you trust the guy who's telling you something about business? Do you trust the guy who's wearing a suit? Or you trust the guy who's wearing a sweatshirt. Yeah, it's right? interesting. It's presentation, yep. right? You'd you be just, you know, you're going to be more receptive. Yeah, I think my thing is, and, and this is just my personality, but it's like my entire life at this point is just an experiment. Sure. We're all running micro Everybody experiments does. all the time. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, I Some micro dosing, too, you know. Uh, you know, a little yeah, bit here and there. You just get a little. You never know. You never know. But what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, everything's experiment. Yeah, it's like, you know, I'll. And this this is why I'm very adamant on like trying to do the YouTube thing and give advice because mm -hmm. it's like something I say could spark an idea in somebody that could change their life. Sure. Right? They could take something I say and try it. And it's just like that's the whole thing. It's like you don't know until you actually try it. Yeah. So go through the if someone goes through the effort of trying it and maybe exactly how I said to do it doesn't help them, but maybe they take fifty percent of it and then they come up with their own fifty percent. Yeah. But they stick to it, and it helps them a lot. Yeah. Right? So it's like giving people, and I think really the, the whole thing is, is just idea generation, right? Mm. Is sparking ideas in people to go out and try their own things. Mm -hmm. I think that's the bigger thing, right? It's like, yeah, someone might be full of shit, but that full of shit might spark an idea in you that actually might be useful. Like, you know, and mm. it could be like, oh, that's full of shit. But the flip side to that, I think, is a really good idea. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's an interesting perspective, right? Yeah. If, you, if huh? you get, oh, it's an interesting thing. It always sneaks up on you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like if you get, if, if you get shit advice, right, in an XYZ scenario, you get shit advice, but because you realize that it was shit advice by following it, is that, does it become good advice, right? Because like if, hey, somebody says you should, you know, uh, let's think, um, snort a bunch of cocaine before you work out right some some intensely horrible advice like that but you never done it there goes my youtube sponsorship oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, i was big cocaine fun sponsor yeah. i can't have kids watch my show now <laughs> yeah they can we're teaching them not to do it right because ah, this it. is the bad advice so that's why i led up to it but right? i mean what do you know yeah, well what do i know all right i've never done it so that's, that's fair allegedly <laughs> no i don't but, you know, like, if you get horrible advice and then you go and find you're like, you know what, that was horrible. I should really not do that. Okay, well, now you just cross one of the one of the things off the list of what you could do, you know, in, in that scenario. I mean, that's I think that's a really important lesson that I got from Tim Ferriss was he has a story where when he got his first job and he was a salesman, mm. he was working 9 to 5, calling everyone. Right. Got zero sales. And he was just like, well... I'm not making any money and this isn't working. Like, what can I do differently? Mm -hmm. And he's just like, what if I did the opposite? What if everyone makes their phone calls from nine to five? So he's like, what if I made phone calls from seven to nine mm. and then from five to seven? Mm. He's just like, if it works, I'll keep doing it. And he's like, if it doesn't work and it fails and I flop in my face, he's like, yeah. I'll do it for two weeks and stop doing it. Sure. And then I can go back to what I was already doing. Right. So it's like, there's it. And it's funny because it's like, it's so like mind breaking, but simple. Right. Yeah. Do the opposite, and if it doesn't work, go back to what you were already doing. Yeah. And I think taking that, like, perspective and oh, philosophy is right. very good for life, right? Like, what if you did the opposite for a week? What mm. if you did the opposite for two weeks? If it doesn't work, just go back to what you were already doing. But if it yeah. works, keep doing it. That's right? Cool. And yeah. that was kind of my philosophy with waking up super early in the morning. Mm. It's like, all right, well, you know, all of these successful people wake up basically before 5 a.m. Right. every single day, and... Whatever. The, after that, their routine varies a little bit, right? But most of them work out, meditate, read, yeah. journal, something along those lines, right? But they all wake up super early. So it's just like, all right, well, 
I'm not waking up early and I feel like I'm not going anywhere with my life. So right. what if I just woke up every single day at five o'clock? Yeah. Like if it doesn't work and I don't feel any better, I'll just go back to doing what I was doing. Yeah. Right. Right. But it's like, all right, well, then I did it for two weeks and it's just like, actually, I feel better. Let mm-hmm. me keep doing this. And then I did it for a month and it's just like, wait, wait, maybe they're on to something. <laughs> and then I did it for six months and it's just like, can it be this easy? Right. Mm-hmm. And then now I just do it every single day. I would yeah. never go back. Ever, ever, ever go yeah, back. How long have you been doing that now? Oh, it's got to be like, well, COVID threw a little bit of a wrench in there. But yeah. before COVID or after COVID? Or just like total, you know, start to start to now. Well, before COVID, I was probably doing it for two or three years. Okay. And then COVID. So like five years. Yeah. So right, right around like. Four or yeah, five years. Yeah. Right around there. Yep. Nice. That's a long chunk of time, man. Yep. Would never go back. Yeah. Every single day. It doesn't matter. Does it mess you up when you travel? Like if you travel to like a different time zone? Uh, well, How do you handle that? I, fortunately, but unfortunately, don't travel too much. Mm, yeah, for the me. fortunate side is uh, I have a very good routine. Yeah, it's good. It's where a, I nice stick thing. to it very, very well because I don't right. travel. But yeah. then the downside is like I would like to travel, right. but I just don't. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know what you mean. So, so that it's is like, the, it's a little bittersweet. That's a tough thing about having because I know my flexibility too, right? Yeah. And you know, a lot of people have remote jobs these days, right? I have a remote job. The level of flexibility you're allowed put so much of that earnest and responsibility of discipline on yourself because it's like you could totally get away with not waking up till nine o'clock 10 o'clock if you don't have any meetings or something like that totally get away with it whereas before if you weren't if you showed up at the office you know 10 o'clock in in the morning bad stuff happens whatever it is right perception um credibility you get fired whatever it is but it's not a good result of that yes so you can't really get away with it so here's my thing right and i know jocko talks about this which is dis- quite literally discipline equals freedom jocko's modern life jocko's modern life he should do that he should he should rip that off that'd be funny <laughs> i don't but, think, sorry i don't think he gives a shit about <laughs> modern life but uh but what what was it what's his no discipline equals freedom right, right? the more disciplined yeah, you are Joe, Joe right and the more which is kind of like a, a little bit of a paradox yeah. right but the more disciplined you are, the more freedom you have. Because yeah. the more you get your shit together, the more options you actually have. Yeah. But I think my thing is is that, you know, as far as, like, sleeping in until 9 o'clock and, right, like, if you're disciplined, like, it, it it's your own discipline that you need to be able to wake up early. Mm-hmm. Right? And especially when you're working from home, like, yeah, you could wake up 9 or 10 o'clock, right? But... Like, I mean, on the weekends, I could do that if I wanted to. Right. But my thing is, is that, and I'm going to flip to James Clear and Atomic Habits, which Mm -hmm. is get 1% better every single day. Sure. Right? So I've realized that if I just wake up and do the same morning routine, I'm going to put myself in a better position to be productive that day. Mm -hmm. Now, there's some days where I do my morning routine, and then I end up just sitting around not doing that much that day. Right? Sure. Whatever. I'm just not feeling it. But yeah. just going through my morning routine, I get 1% or 2% better every single day. Yeah. Because my morning routine, I go, I crush a workout. Right. I go in the sauna. I journal. I meditate. And then I read. Yeah. So if I do that every single morning, just the journaling, meditating, and reading alone, yeah. I'm getting better. You're already right? Getting I'm better. investing in myself. So right. if I can just do that every single day, yeah. it doesn't even matter if I sit around the rest of the day. That's true. Because I already got better that day. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? So if I can literally just do that same routine every single day, because I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, I'm going to say on average, I probably get 45% better every single day. Yeah. I, you know, I was going to say that, right? Because you're, if you're doing that and that's one, 2% better on your baseline, mm-hmm. everything you else that you do is icing on top. And that's another two, 3% exactly. that you're doing on top of it. So, you know, you take for granted, like I don't get sick too often, but mm-hmm. unfortunately this past winter, I ended up getting a little bit sick. So yeah. I had like two days where I didn't do anything, right? I couldn't work. Actually, no, I take that back. I worked out. I walked on the treadmill now, and know. I stretched, that but counts. like I didn't read, right? Couldn't read. Um, basically just sat on the couch and was dying, basically, Mm -hmm. right? But just like, all right, so two days out of 365 days that I didn't get 1% better, right? I think that's a win. Yeah, hell yeah. You know what I mean? So even on the days where I'm struggling and I got no motivation, if I can just do my morning routine, like, I'm still getting better. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So that's why, like, I'm super critical of just what, like, get out of bed, go through the motions because mm-hmm. even if you go through the motions you're going to get a little bit better than if you just stayed in bed but yeah. most honestly most people where they fail they just can't get the fuck out of bed yeah I have poor just workouts better get the fuck out of bed yeah 
it'll make everything better. And what's happened to me so many times, because I've struggled this for a really long time, where it's just like, you know, you wake up, you're not feeling that good, and you're like, ah, I don't have anything going on. I'm going to roll over and go back to sleep for another mm-hmm. 10 or 15 minutes, right? And then I get to the gym later, and, you know, maybe I didn't even go to the gym that day. And then I'm sitting there going like, such an idiot. Why don't you just go to the gym? Yeah. Because now I feel like even now, more garbage talk, yeah. mm-hmm. that I didn't go to the gym mm-hmm. than if I just sucked it up, got out of bed, and went to the gym. Right. So I'm at the point right now where it's not worth it. Just get up and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm just like, it's not worth it to not go to the gym. I just go to the gym every single day. Yeah. It's uh, it's like a compounding effect, right? It is. And that's what's fun about talking percentages in this case too, right? Percentages compound, mm-hmm. right? If you get 1%, 1% better yesterday, well, now your new baseline that you're going to get 1% better tomorrow is a higher number that the 1% is being you know applied against, right? Yep. And then that... I think that concept is also true in the negative side of it, right? If you wake up later than you wanted to, right, or than you were targeting to, okay, well, maybe now you're not 1% positive, you're 1% negative or something like that. And then that compounds with the next mindset, right? And now you're 2% negative, right? And then that keeps on rolling that way. So the compounding nature, I think, goes goes both ways. I was going to say, it does go backwards, right? And you can start to regress. Yeah, for and sure. And get negative compounding interest, mm-hmm. right? But, yeah, I think that's it, one thing that I think, that's a perspective that I've taken that's really helped me is it compounds over time. Yeah. Those little things that you do. every, And I think breaking it into bite-sized pieces really helps too, Yeah, right? Because I told you, like, and, and as sad as it may be, like, reading was a big goal for me. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm illiterate. That's not sad. Uh, no, I just never, I never read. I never liked reading. Yeah. I don't and think anybody just, starts out like just, liking reading. Some people do. Some people Really? Like off the readers. bat, like reading? Yeah, I just Are they avid readers, like this atomic habit thing, right? Are they avid readers because they read a lot and have become that, right? Maybe. Like, like you, like you are an avid reader. Now. You know, yeah. But I facilitated that and exactly. it wasn't easy. <laughs> right. Maybe those people didn't like pop out always liking to read. You know Some what people I mean? did. Really? Yeah, like my brother read so much when we were younger yeah. both of them both of my brothers read so much when they were huh. younger and my book when i was younger that i could barely ever make it through was captain underpants it's <laughs> <laughs> a good book it's a good book it was but I like, like i never read any of the harry potter yeah the lord of, i never read anything taylor just I, did the lord of the rings i would always be outside playing yeah you know i just oh, couldn't yeah. i guess it's different then right i could never stand sitting down and just reading yeah right but like you know now that i'm older it's like the flip side is there's a lot of good learnings that I could have gotten from books that mm-hmm. could have propelled my career, but I just never had the patience to sit down and read. Yeah. But now I, I think of it as an investment, mm-hmm. right? I'm investing in my future self. So that's a really big motivation for me to read. But also I've got different strategies and different tools that I use now. So it's like, you know, sometimes I'm worked up, I'm tired. I don't really feel like doing shit after work, but it's like, just read a page, mm-hmm. right? And that's probably the best tool that you could ever possibly have is yeah. break it down into a very small Micro goal. Because yeah. I told you every single time I, I read one page and it turns into me reading for 30 minutes. And right. I read whatever. I don't know how many pages a minute I read. 15. But yeah, sure. 15, mm-hmm. right? 20 pages. 15 over that time period. I mean. Yeah, right? But 15 pages is better than no pages. Hell yeah, yeah. And I use this for stretching a lot, right? Yeah. It's like one minute's better than no minute. Yeah. Five minutes is better than one minute. Yeah. Ten minutes is better than five minutes. Yeah. Right? And as if you can break it down into that perspective, I think it really helps. For sure. Yeah, poor workout's better than no workout. Exactly. Right? right? And it's like, even if going to shifting to workout, it's like, bro, you can get a lot done in five minutes. You can get some burpees and push-ups. Yeah, right. And be smoked in five minutes. Sure. Yeah, hell That's yeah. all you need. So it's like when you... It's because it's so easy to come up with excuses. Yeah, it is. You can make an excuse for every single fucking thing. You really can. You we're know? very creative people. Well, you know, humans so are very creative it, it about sense, thinking that. Though, because we're lazy. Yeah. And yeah, we're designed it. to be lazy. We're designed to be lazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because we want to conserve energy. Yeah. And it makes sense from like an ancient biological perspective, but... Like, it doesn't help us today. And the people who can push themselves and do the things that they don't want to do mm-hmm. are the ones that succeed. Yeah. Right? And do it consistently and persist through the pain. So, if you can learn to do that, 
Success will find you its way to you. Those ancestral bastards making mm-hmm. us lazy off the bat. Yep. Why couldn't they just work themselves into early graves by saber-toothed <laughs> tigers so we could be better positioned? Well, I don't think they intentionally had to work themselves yeah, into the grave. I think uh, something found <laughs> found them into the grave. <laughs> oh, how terrifying would that be? You have to worry about, you know, animals, anything else killing you other than yourself. Well, I think the biggest thing is just like bacteria or disease. Right? That's the number one. Yeah, how do you avoid that? Back then, you know what I mean? Boil your water. Yeah. That's well, why, I mean, at that, at that's why point. beer was so prevalent. That's true. Right. Because you had to boil the beer. Yeah. And it would kill all the parasites in there. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. also... Is that al- why it was... Because they, they had to boil the beer? Yeah, you have to... Okay. Like, ferment I thought it was beer. like the fermenting, like, got rid of the bacteria and stuff like that. Well, yeah, you have to heat the beer up with the yeast and everything in there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's boiling when they do it. Mm. And then after they do that, then you let it sit. But also the alcohol in there kills yeah. the bacteria. Right? And when I was making moonshine and stuff like that, I never I never boiled anything. How would you do it? Would you make like a mash, right, yeah. which is the beer. Yeah. You know, that's all alcohol is. You just make a, a beer, essentially, yep. and then you distill it. Yep. Um, I would just mix a vat of water. I mean, in the very basic sense, water, sugar or a carbohydrate of some kind, right? Mm-hmm. Corn. Yep. Um, and then you add yeast. Yeah. And then it just does its steel over the time. It actually gets warmer from the yeast, uh, like the chemical reaction with the yeast and stuff, but I never boiled it or anything. Yeah, but then when you go and distill it. When you distill it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But I mean, they were, you know, dr- we're talking about beer, right? People drinking beer. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that is the way to do it. I don't know. I don't make beer. I have no idea. No, I watched Brendan... He made beer a bunch yeah. of times. So. He's coming yeah. up a lot today. Yeah, he's got a, whatever, this giant apparatus thing for, I, I don't know the details, apparatus. but he would always have a giant pot that he would uh, fucking throw all the shit oh, into okay. and would cook it up real good like and, to put, make it, beer. Yeah. and put it in a bucket and okay. then put it in the fridge and let it sit for like three or four weeks. Hmm, interesting. And then whatever, they've got the floaty thing in there and it tells yeah. you how much alcohol and shit's in That's there. That's a, um, oh shit, I'm going to mess this up. Who's the Italian inventor? Leonardo da Vinci? Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's who it is. That's his, like, device. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't and, Like, that. anything that's like that has come from his original devices. Mm. Right? So, like, even when I was in Italy, they got the giant vats, you know, they're making wine in, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they have his specific one that they're using, which is a little bit different than that, like, S-shaped um, air, air valve yeah. thing. Yeah. But, yeah, all of them come from his original design. Huh. Interesting. I yeah, interesting. That. Yeah. It's really cool design, right? I mean, if you just, it's just water, so like no outside air can get in, but it allows the pressure to release air and just byproduct from the inside out. Mm, it's cool. Got it. I mean, the only thing I'm going to say is like your lighting's not that good right now, so I don't know if I believe you as much. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I should have talked in like a lower tone. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Lower tone. Maybe, uh, believe, maybe the microphone, I'll, uh, in after editing, I'll boost up your bass yeah, a little you bit. Yeah, that'd be good. Make you sound more oh, yeah. convincing. This guy, sounds, this, guy, this guy sounds great. I feel like I should buy car insurance for what? him. Yeah, sell me. Yes. Car insurance. I'll take it off. <laughs> there you go. Your lighting's better now. <laughs> That's funny. Oh. Yep. What a break. What a break. See, I told you we needed the view. The view's nicer. Yeah, the view is nice. We got to go for a run on the beach sometimes here. Oh, running. I don't like running. I don't like running either. But That's here. I, uh, I, well, I don't like flat running. I like... Um, Hill running? I like hills, more so like mountains, like mountainous terrain. Like hiking. But like hiking is a paced yeah. pace, right? You know, like you're walking quickly yeah. over terrain, which is like what I would consider hiking, right? Yeah. But like if you're running while hiking, you know, that's I would consider that running. It's like almost like a mutter, right, in that aspect of it, where it's dynamic. You're always doing different things. I really like that. Like I can do that until I throw up. That's fun. You're a psychopath. I really like that. That is the most insane thing I've ever heard. When you're on like I that. don't like running on flat ground, but yeah, sprinting <laughs> up a mountain, no problem. I, I like going till I puke. Yeah. What? That doesn't make any fucking sense. It's dynamic. You're like, you're constantly problem solving because it's like, where do I put my feet so I don't fucking fall and twist my ankle or something like that? It's dynamic. It's fun. It's like uh, mountain biking versus like street biking. Would you rather bike the, the Tour de France for like 26 miles or whatever shit it is? 
on a flat surface with gradual hills the whole time? Or would you rather cruise down a mountain with a mountain bike and trying to make sure that you don't fall off a cliff and like that, the intensity of it? I think that's well, better. Do you want the truthful answer? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. I don't want to do either because I'm a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> I'd rather sit my ass on the couch and not do anything. I like it. But no, I mean, they're different, right? Like it's different. I, I like mountain biking because actually this is funny. And this is like a internal problem of mine. All my friends had fucking off-road vehicles when we were younger. Oh yeah, and they would sure. Always go off-roading. Yeah, yeah, we did. And too. I always had a shit little car. Yeah. So mountain biking for me was like, oh, I'm going off-roading. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good boy. So I like mountain biking, but no, I mean, I don't have a road bike, but I love mountain biking up and down the beach. Yeah. Yeah, just go up and down those roads. Like I mm. love just biking on flat. One of my favorite ones really to like, do was. I really don't like. No, I'm sorry. I don't really don't like just don't. That? I don't like flat. I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. Like, I'll go to, like, beach cruise, yeah. right? And, you know, nice day out, yeah. button-up shirt open, all that kind of stuff. But, like, for, like, a workout, like, I'd, like, the, I keep on saying it, the di- dynamicism. Dynamic. Th- yeah, whatever that phrasing of that is for context. But anyway, like, the dynamic nature of doing something that's always different, mm-hmm. right? It's, like, constantly different in the act of it. I think just think that's challenging in a different way. You know what? This might be super beneficial to you. What's that? Uh, doing something super long and boring. You gotta uh, be focused. Ugh, yeah. Right? Yeah, you're probably right. Because it's not fun. And it's almost like, like I love sitting in the sauna. And I don't yeah. bring anything in there with me. Right. It's just you and the heat. Right? And it's boring. And you want to tap out. Yeah. But you stay in there. <laughs> and it's probably right? a distraction There's something thing, yeah. to just sitting... Sitting in there, sweating your balls off, mm-hmm. not doing anything, not being able to move. Your mind is screaming, get the fuck out because it's so hot, and you stay in there. Yeah. It's super powerful. That's a good point. Right? Like, going the in... uncomfortability, no- right, you know, and and going through that. I mean, you know, we've done the saunas together and stuff like that, and obviously, you're better at it than I am, but the... Yeah, you're probably right. Right? Me, like, me liking the dynamic aspect of it is probably just distracting it distracting exactly. which it doesn't mean that that activity is bad but it probably means that doing the stimulating. thing that i don't like mm-hmm. is probably good because then it pushes my boundary on it exactly because mm-hmm. bro i mean don't get me wrong biking for 20 miles especially well this is another thing right it's like i like going on long bike rides mm-hmm. because you're always change of scenery you're always yeah, new shit nice. right mm-hmm. whereas bro, i prefer biking than running you know you get to see more that too. by biking right yeah you can cover more well ground. i was about to say running on a treadmill Bro, running like five miles oh, on a treadmill yeah, is torture. Torture. Because it's so boring. Yeah. You're sitting there not You're seeing doing it. Nothing. Like the and I don't like running, and I'm gonna change that. I like running because I'm trying to change my identity. <laughs> <laughs> so I am one I who like, runs. <laughs> I like running. Yeah. I am a person who runs. Yes. Uh, but I really like running when I'm outside in nature. Right. Nature and I see the change in scenery. Yeah. Right? Like that for me is fun. Going and seeing new things while I'm moving is very fun. Yeah. But just running around a track is, like, not fun at all. <laughs> oh, it's like um, cross-country versus track, mm-hmm. right? Running around a track for the same, you know, length as a cross-country race. But cross-country, you're running around scenery, right? You're doing it outside. Oh, excuse me. And, like, trails and stuff like that. Yeah. I always liked that better in middle school, too. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, is like, I'm the opposite. I'd always prefer a sprint because I can get more work in in a shorter period of time. Mm. But there's something to longer bouts of endurance training, right? Yeah. Like, you should be able to move for a, an extended period of time without feeling completely horrible. Isn't that how we, um, how, like, kind of survived from, like, an ancestral period? Because we can run. We have sweat glands. Oh, other okay. animals don't have sweat glands right so we can go for extended periods of time right. and keep cool so we just like tired out the animal we yeah. were chasing we would tire them out right. that we were chasing because we can go extremely long distances yeah, so most animals chasing are forever. just made to sprint right they don't have sweat glands so yeah, yeah we would just hunt them down and mm. just keep chasing them that's wild yep super interesting right that, that must have been freaky for the animal you're like <laughs> fuck these guys are still going it's like we were the the Jason and they were the, you know, teenage girl who just had sex for the first time or something. 
Like, sure. What you know what I'm talking about? Like nope. that's how those move. That's how the horror movies are. I'm, They're always like a couple goes off and you know goes to hook up or something like that. Oh yeah, and like then the back of a car. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Right, yeah. an abandoned house. Right, a yep. tent. Yep. And then Jason comes in and he's like, oh, you know, it just starts chasing him. And then the girl's running, and then she falls. And then she sprints, and then she falls, and Jason's always just walking in the steady Super pace. Slow. And I'm like, how is this guy keeping up? Super right. slow walk. He's just power walking the whole time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got a jumpsuit on, right? skin tight, a latex suit. <laughs> With the wait, have you ever? Seen well, Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> when he's got the helmet yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. He's got yeah. that cre- <laughs> power walking. <laughs> That's exactly what I was That's thinking. exactly what it is, yeah. <laughs> we should make a horror movie just with Brian, that. Just picture Brian Cranston with just with a hockey get, mask on. Get Brian Cranston wearing the hockey thing, yeah. and he just carries around a knife. Yeah, power walking him yeah. with a knife. That's right. And, no, a, and a bag away. of meth. <laughs> <laughs> Come here and smoke my meth. I'm Eisenberg. <laughs> Super interesting. Mm-hmm. I gotta go back and watch that. I never watched uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, I don't know. Never watched Breaking Bad. I watched like a tr- first couple episodes. Yeah. But... No, I, I mean I'm I'm pretty good with that shit. I really don't watch TV too much. No, it's good. It's that's that's a a plus to not have seen series like that and stuff. Yeah, well, fun to talk about, but it's such a waste of time. Yeah, that's why I really I try to substitute it with reading books. Great, it's so much better. It's eons better. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I. You know, if people would just stop watching TV, yeah, it's like so many people are unhappy, but it's just like, well, if you look at what you're actually doing with your life, are you doing things to set yourself up for success? I cannot imagine how much people got done before TV. I can't imagine. Even when TV was programmed, right? Like your show came on at a certain time, Mm -hmm. you spend an hour, maybe two a night watching TV. People don't do that now. There's People just, spend six hours a day watching TV. There's just so or many on their things that take our attention. So much. And the worst part, and like it's very tricky in today's day and age because everything is so perfectly designed. Yeah, it is to capture your attention. Even they do colors, it so well. mm-hmm. even the colors, right? Like red, right? Danger, attention. Yeah. It sucks you in. You're right. like, oh, I need to look at this, sure. right? And it just or fast food restaurants, right? They're red and yellow and orange because that stimulates hunger and stuff, Uh right? It's just crazy. It's brutal. It's really hard, honestly. Yeah, we're too smart for our own good, right? Yeah, because like we've just structured the things that we can do too well, and the things that we can do aren't always good for us. Yeah, yeah, just so difficult. That goddamn Colonel Sanders. He makes some good chicken. Makes some good (laughs) (laughs) chicken. It's color palette. Yeah, I haven't food. had that in a long time. Fast, fast food's brutal. Oh, actually, no, I did have fast food. I had when I was finishing up like my bulk. Mm-hmm. I was just struggling to get the calories in the time in the day because I was like, at, I was at like thirty five, thirty six hundred calories. Not like nothing crazy, but I just had it was struggling. So like a couple of times, I just got fast food just to get to my goal. I'm like, these are not good calories, but I would rather, I would rather get to my uh, my total calorie goal than not then not meet it yeah you know yeah my uh when i was in nashville like obviously enjoying myself right we yeah. had some food yeah how was that i haven't asked you about that it's a good time mm-hmm. nashville's a great time yeah highly recommend nashville if you've never been yeah it's I've a been. party city yeah it was fantastic but yeah they really good food man we yeah. had some barbecue beef brisket yeah, it's shit. Great. Oh, real good and then we ended up getting uh, Nashville spicy hot chicken sandwiches. Oh yeah, sweet, <laughs> real good. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Their chicken is just battered so perfectly. Yeah, can't describe it. It's really good. <laughs> Highly recommend it. Um, and then the the one that's really killing me that I'm super guilty of is the the one morning we were super hungover, and we got uh I think Damien ran out and got uh, McDonald's breakfast. Oh, and I had God. the sausage McGriddle. Gross. Oh my God! I ate two of them. <laughs> oh, oh my God! It was like oh Jesus. They were so good, and yeah. I'm like cringing as, as I'm eating it because yeah. I'm like, this is so it's gross, horrible, but it's right? so good. It, so good. <laughs> it oh. tasted so good. Yeah. But yeah, that was like, I still feel really guilty about that because yeah. I never eat fast food. No, but I'm man, sure you I don't. suck two those things down. Yeah, for sure. I was right. Feeling pretty bad. They're good though. But yeah, I mean. Honestly, the last time I had a McGriddle was probably like 20 years ago, man. Do you think so? Yeah, no, I, that long ago, really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I think it was when my family went down to Florida to go to Disney World. You can remember the scenario. That's yeah, funny. That's the last time I had a McGriddle. <laughs> yeah, I just, no, I, 
there's so many other options that you can go to, right? Like if I'm oh, super sure. hungry and there's nothing around, go to I go to Wawa or Quick yeah. Check, yeah, get yeah, a yeah, sub, yeah, you know. Like true. let's be honest, getting an Italian sub or turkey sub, yeah, it's not nearly it's way better than you. getting a freaking McDonald's cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah that's a good right? point. There's options, or I'll, I'll just get like a protein shake or something. Yeah, right. Go right, Chipotle like there are, well, and yeah, muscle milk milkshake. Is it the best for you? No, but no. I'm gonna say it's hands down better than getting a freaking double a quarter Mac, pounder. Right, exactly. <laughs> Big Mac, please. You know, like I used to have like when we were younger. Yeah, my mom would take us to McDonald's like once a week. Oh yeah, and I would always get a double quarter pounder. Really? Always. I don't really like them actually. I had one, you know, not that long ago. I'm like, there's just too much shitty meat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, Big Mac, great. Even like a um, like a single like a, just a cheeseburger yep. right from there. Yep. And I'm like, okay, great, cool, it's good. But like yep. when I had so much of their meat in one thing, mm-hmm. I really recognized how fucking shitty it was. Mm. I'm like, oh, this is making me feel really, really gross. But I like a Big Mac. They should bring the snack wraps back, cause then I'll, then I'll indulge in that. The snack wraps are so good. No, if I had to choose, like you know, there's other options too. But I think if I had to, if I had two in a pinch, it's Wendy's. Oh, for yeah. sure, Wendy's. Yeah. I'd choose Wendy's over anything. And then over Wendy's would be Five Guys or Checkers. Yeah, if you put it in the same category. Right, they're yeah. not. But, yeah. like, obviously, if there's a Five Guys nearby, I'm going to pick Five Guys. Yeah, I'll Wendy's, pick Five Guys. Right? I did that one. You know, when I was talking about the fast food that I was just talking about or eating. Um, yeah, I, I got Five Guys at one point. It was yeah, good. Five Guys is good. I love cheese. And then, like, Taco Bell's just scratches a certain, a certain itch. It does. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the same itch that you get. It from does. the other stuff. Yeah, I haven't had Taco Bell in forever. I try to stay away because I know it's dangerous. That's no, horrible. I can just eat so much Taco Bell. I think <laughs> honestly, did I tell you the one time me and Alexa we were we like got Taco Bell uh, like DoorDash to our house? No. I got like a hundred dollars worth of Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> that is a feat to be able to get so much money worth of Taco Bell. Well, it's, it's funny, right? Because it's like I am a fat piece of shit. <laughs> I eat. I just cover it up by working out and eating well, right? I eat so much food. Yeah. I eat so much food. It's good. Food is delicious. Right? I mean, it is. But yeah, now my problem is is that I eat only good food, but I eat so much good food <laughs> that it still doesn't matter. Like yeah. I work out like... If I didn't work out like a maniac, right. I would easily weigh over 300 pounds. <laughs> easily. Right? That's and wild. Like, I've done a good job. Yeah. During this cut, I went from 215. I'm at like 190. Yeah, right yeah that's wild. Right? But yeah, think of me, but at 300. Yeah, right. Easily. You'd be so strong, though. Easily. And it's just like, I, I think this goes back to just knowing yourself. Like, I just know myself. Yeah. And I know what my tendencies are. And I try to leverage everything I do so that I don't fall into my tendencies. Yeah. Right? And by waking up early, going to the gym, it like, just getting a good workout in makes me not want to eat garbage food throughout yeah. the day. Because it's right. like, I'm well, waste the if I eat this McDonald's double quarter pounder, it negates the workout yeah. that I just had. So exactly. Like, let me get the salad. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? The people can look at that differently, though. They're like, oh, because I worked out, I can get a double quarter pounder with cheese because they'll cancel each other out. I'll right? do that every now and again. Yeah. Right? Like, I'll be like, oh, I had a super hard workout today. So, yeah, whatever. This brownie that I'm about to eat, like, I'm okay eating But that. not habitually. Habitually no, is the no, trouble. No, no, no. I, it's just, I'm just at the point. And, I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day where I felt like shit for so long mm-hmm. and just didn't feel good was like achy like didn't have that good mobility and i'm just like i'm just sick and tired of feeling sick and tired yeah right so now i just try to do everything so that i don't feel sick and tired and feel like shit yeah right so i'm not going back because i've made the conscious decision that i don't want to feel like shit i'm right. going to do everything i can to feel great yeah because it's way better and like that's even more motivation for me like not drinking because i haven't been drinking in a while yeah. right mm-hmm. it's like there's days where I feel like shit and I had like an awesome workout right now I can't imagine like how I functioned for so long when I would drink and be hung over and I feel like dog shit I don't know how I really it's so hard to recall doing anything positive while like that and like even if when you did like how the hell did I do that no clue right and how do people do it like how do like functioning alcoholics like do it you know what I mean? They just need to keep it going. It's just So that's wild. why they're always tying one on. It's just wild. You know? I can't just imagine. keep it rolling. Yeah. Yeah, brutal, man. It's just like that's a challenge in itself, right? Like yep. it's it's impressive to even be able to do that because I just can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. No, I mean, even just like, you know, it wasn't this past weekend, but the weekend before I went to Nashville. Right. Right. Had a binger for my bachelor party. Yeah. And dude, it took me to like Thursday. Yeah, totally. 
to like get mm-hmm. out of my funk. Yeah, at least. And it's it's, it's like you know, I worked out that Monday when we got back, and yeah. like I actually had a pretty good workout. I sure. was very surprised. I actually felt somewhat decent, but like I had this brain fog. Yeah, like I just yeah, couldn't sure. focus, and it took me till Thursday to get rid of it. Right, and you know, and trying to analyze it, it's like maybe it's because you know I've been super healthy for so long and haven't been drinking, so like my body's like fine tuned at this point, too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, Thursday, that's like four days, yeah, of, wasted, like, right? kind of wasted kind time of where I just couldn't get anything going. Mm-hmm. You know, S- same thing though. Still went through my morning routine. I journaled, I meditated, yeah. all of that good stuff. So I'm still getting a little bit better, but like had no drive to do yeah, anything. Like, I couldn't get shit done. I was yeah. useless. <laughs> Being perfectly <laughs> That's honest. how it goes. And then, yeah, my tooth got infected and then I had to get the surgery. Oh, was this after that fact? Oh, yeah, it was right after was. that week. Dude, yeah, that sense. Tuesday, right when I edge. got back, yeah, this started acting up. And then that's probably over. That's the the weekend probably put you over the edge on it. That's what I was thinking. Know? Yeah, yeah. That weekend definitely did probably just the like, edge. Yeah. I'm just glad it happened after, not before. That's very true. It actually happened at the best time that it could happen for right? you. You mm-hmm. know, before way way early enough for your wedding that you're fully recovered and such. Well, that was my thing because I was telling my fiance, I was just like, you know, what do I? I was just like, I need to get this taken care of now. She's like, you can't wait. And I'm like, I'm gonna wait until a week before our wedding and then yeah, have a right. huge puffy face because yeah. I got my teeth taken out. Now I, I'm like, no, let's do it now. It's it plenty of time to recover. If the, God forbid there's any freaking problems or anything, right? right? Like I can get it taken yeah, care of. Yeah, 100. And she's just like, you're right. Go get it now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, it like my whole face and my neck swelled up. Like oh, I had really? a really bad infection. Yeah, oh, this right. whole thing. And then it got to the point where I couldn't open my mouth Oof. and I couldn't swallow. Yeah. And I was just miserable, man. Yeah, I was between like coming back, like couldn't get out of my funk from Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then that happened. And I was just, just like. The wheels were broken. Wheels were falling off. It was rough. But yeah. dude, I'm not even lying. As soon as I got my wisdom teeth taken out, felt better. Yeah. That day when I really? went home. Yeah. When I went home, I'm not like an hour and a half after I went home, I'm like. I feel better now than mm. when I went in. Yeah. I was just like, it doesn't even hurt. I was just like, I feel great. That's great. <laughs> and they were like, I was asking them, I'm like, you know, like, can I go for a walk? Can I like work out or anything? They're like, oh, you don't want to walk today. They're like, you you might be able to walk tomorrow. Yeah. And I went home and I'm just like, I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going for a walk. Yeah. I was like, hey, hon, you want to go for a walk? We ended up taking the dog for a walk. Yeah, that's nice. I ended up like, yeah, having like a somewhat decent day actually. Yeah. I'm like, all right, this isn't that bad. <laughs> and the next day I woke up, I went for a workout. That's what I was trying to tell you. It's like, you don't know what your limits are until you actually try, sure. right? But most people don't try. So I'm like, all right, let me, uh, my goal was I was going to go into the gym that day after. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, I'll just walk on the treadmill and see how I feel. And then I got there and I'm like, actually, I'm feeling kind of good. I'm going to go on the Stairmaster mm-hmm. and I'll keep it low. Mm-hmm. Hopped on the Stairmaster. I'm like, actually, I feel really good. Let me crank it up. I ended mm. up doing like 45 minutes on the Stairmaster. What? Wild. I cranked it. Got a full workout in. Dang. And I was just like, all right, let me go stretch. So I started stretching. And, like, had to be careful because I didn't want to pop out the blood clots yeah, or anything, sure. right? And I was just like, you know, let me try to do abs. And I'm like, I can do abs. Mm. I got a whole workout in. I got an yeah. entire workout in and then went in the sauna for 10 minutes. Wow. And, like, did my whole morning thing. And I'm yeah. like, this, I feel great. I was just like, had they convinced me that I couldn't do this, yeah. I would have stayed home and felt like shit. But I'm like, I knew, I trusted my instincts. and was just like, let me go see how far I can push it. Mm-hmm. And, bro, I had a whole workout. Yeah. I felt great. I'm so glad I just ended up going to the gym because my whole thing, and I was chewing on gum the whole time because oh, I was trying to just keep to it in the front of my teeth, Okay, right? Not putting it in the back, but just promoting recovery yeah. with blood flow, sure. right? So that's why like, I really wanted to go on the treadmill, walk and hit the sauna at least. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I ended up having a whole workout. And I, at least in my opinion, that's why I feel so good right now yeah. is because I just had so much blood flow and just recovery. You know what I mean? That's great that it worked out like that. Yeah. A lot of people would have taken that as an opportunity to fall off their routine, right? Mm-hmm. And then it would take them a month to get back onto it. Well, it's only because I've made the mistake too many times where I know if I give myself that day, it's going to be way harder that next day to get back into it. So if I just go through the motions that when I'm back to full, I don't need to fight to try to get back. I'm right there. Yeah. It's like vacations, right? That's why like every vacation that I go on now, I try to get workouts in as much as I can. Because if I don't, you go a week, Mm -hmm. even even if it's just a long weekend, three Mm -hmm. days or something, I'm not working out. Yep. Then you're like, all right, I feel like I'm starting from scratch again, yeah. right? And you come back, and you know you're tired from the trip. Yep. You know you're you're behind on work, you're behind on whatever it is, yep. and you I just think, fall behind on everything. I else. think one day is okay. Yeah, one but day's fine. once you stretch it past two, 
it really starts to, th- and it's yeah. so funny how fast your body adapts. Yeah. But those two days, man, like two it days. can really turn on a It dime, really can. And it makes it really hard. That's why like, you know, I was telling the one is it's an older gentleman that comes to the gym mm-hmm. and he takes off on the weekends, mm. but I'm there Saturday and Sunday. I can't do that. Yeah. And he was just like, you're here every day. I'm just like, I found that because I used to take Sundays off, mm-hmm. right? And I would like maybe just walk at the house or do whatever. But I found that when I'd go in on Monday, it would take me like half the workout Monday to get like mentally into it. Yeah. Whereas if I just go on Sunday and go through the motions, Monday I come in, I'm like 100% right ready there. to go. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, well, why don't I just come in on Sundays and I'll just go through the motions? Mm-hmm. So I started doing that. And that's why I just go every single day because I found that like Monday, I would just be so thrown off by taking Sunday off. Yeah. So I'm just I like, totally Fuck, agree with it's that. not worth it. I'm yeah. just gonna go in on Sunday, right? I don't, I don't go there. I don't do anything crazy. Right? Yeah. I'm there for like an hour. It's almost like active rest, right? Because yeah. you're like, you're not, you know, you're not pushing maxes, right? You're not having a really super intense workout on that day. No, active just, recovery. Yeah, right. It's uh, Sundays for me. Is I call it just like an easy day, right? I try to get like a longer run in. I'll right. do like maybe two miles of running, sure. and then I try to get some stretching in, yeah. loosen everything up, hit a little bit of abs. Maybe a little bit of cardio at the end too, and yeah. then call it a day. Yeah, it's like maybe an hour workout. Right. But like, that's the thing is I'm promoting the buff blood flow and yeah, getting the recovery, right. and I'm not just sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. Right. As the act but of doing. I think it, it also helps with uh, just waking up at a regular root like schedule and staying on your routine. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the second biggest benefit is just keeping that routine. It makes it so much easier because I'm just always on that same schedule. Yeah. I think other animals have routines. I don't know. I wonder. I've never thought about it. I wonder in like the animal kingdom, like monkey, you know, it wakes up at five, six o'clock, goes out looking for stuff to eat for a couple hours. I don't then know. it stops. You know, I wonder if they have a routine. Do you think most things just wake up when the sun comes up? Yeah. Or do you think they wake up at a set time every day? Right? Because the sun changes throughout the year, depending on where you are in the right. hemisphere. Hemisphere. <laughs> Uh, the Flemisphere. Flemisphere. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I wonder. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna look that up. I'm curious. They never. I don't. I don't remember hearing about that on like the documentaries. David David Attenborough, whatever his, his name is, talking about the routines of the the squalling cockatiel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you want to call it. Yeah, I think we're about done. We've gone far far and off off topic too where Yeah, we did. We're good. No, I think it was a good conversation. It was great. It was fun. Yeah, we definitely got some good nuggets that we dropped in there to our listeners who are hopefully listening all the way to an hour and seven minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Is that what it was? An hour and seven minutes? Yeah. Well, if you made it this long, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you learned something from me. You probably didn't learn anything from Hunter, but probably not. But what do I know? <laughs> hey, I taught him about the Roman Empire a little bit, okay? <laughs> well, well, thanks, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it, and yeah. uh, we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. Have a good Tune one. Tune in out. Bye-bye. Bye.